Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. Have you ever wanted to get upside down? Have you ever thought about pushing big things over your head? Have you ever thought about flipping yourself upside down, pushing the world away? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you're just a crazy CrossFitter who wants to do a million handstand push-ups. Whatever it is. This week on the Fittest Podcast in Oakland, we help you get your first handstand push-ups and give you all the prerequisite steps to get there so that you can have the foundational strength to do amazing handstand push-ups wherever you are in the world, life, or Instagram takes you. So sit back, relax, and learn how to get your first handstand push-up. We're back on this blustery day. Blustery. It's blustery outside. Yes, it's it's Winnie not, the Pooh. Not in our. It's a it's a it's a blustery day. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. It's <laughs> so Winnie cute. the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Did you see the trailer for the Winnie the Pooh horror movie? No. Oh my I, god. I, I've heard about it. And you and... gotta watch it. It's the most disturbing thing. Poor Mary Lynn's. I sent it to her because I was laughing my head off, and she's like, "Why would you send that to me?" <laughs> Love you, Mary. <laughs> yes, and this is also why I won't watch it because I was scarred the other day. You know how people do the thing with like Disney movies where they tell you like this is the weird crazy backstory of this Disney or this Pixar movie? Yeah. And then it just emotionally ruins you. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Well, somebody did that for Winnie the Pooh and they tied it to every yeah. mental health disorder and I'm like, yeah. "No, stop ruining that was my no, my no childhood and my <laughs> gro- my like I don't need you to twist these things. Like just Well, in the movie. So, Christopher Robin leaves for college and Winnie the Pooh has a psychotic break and goes on a horrific killing spree with Piglet. Just in case you want to check that out. No, no, no. no. I will leave Winnie the Pooh. Well, then don't read the original Cinderella or Little Mermaid or any of those because they're all brutal. Yeah. 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 I kind of knew that already. Yeah. You know that with most movies. Yeah. Stories. Or Aesop fables. I like Aesop fables. Those Those are always But those teach you a lesson, so they have to be harsh. Yes. Yes. Whoa, it is really... I hope that studio doesn't get picked up and flown over to Kansas. That would be kind of cool. Wherever. Why well, you got to hate on Kansas? Why well, you got to make those jokes? I resemble God that remark. God forbid we land in Kansas. No, I resemble be, these remarks. Talk about a horror movie. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to make you all go to Kansas. Make you better people. I'm going to send you to the farm for a month. Real work. God, no. No, I couldn't handle That's it. functional fitness, Ben. No. No. Do you think Rich Froning makes people do like farm work on his ranch out in Tennessee? Not yet, but I, I have an assumption that that will be a near-term business model now that he's retired. That'd be really smart. Well, don't... That you could make people like pay you to do the work. You said the other way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I fully foresee... That that will happen. Throw in like a T-shirt or something, and they'd be like, "Yes, take all my money." Oh yeah, I I I, I have no doubt that that will happen in the next six I months know, I might to two work years. On a rich phonies 
farm. I would do that. I'll beta test that, Rich, you know, since you're listening to this podcast. I'll go ahead and test that out. So fly me out there. I'll do some work. Obvious signs that Robin has never done anything in regards to farm work and is volunteering and What's, wanting to pay for it. How hard is it? Just pitchfork in the hay, wheel, yep, wheelbarrow yep, here and there. Yep, this is, yep. Some okay. buckets. Okay, remember when involved. Robin used to get mad about moving plates in and out? Let's just <laughs> amplify that by... A 24-hour period in probably multiple days. Yeah, no. But not... you got Rich Froning walking around, you know. No motivation. Okay, let's yeah. not go down that road. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with you Is on this that what one. we're going to talk about today? No. Oh, what are we talking about today? Well, speaking of Mr. Froning, or high-level movements that we all want to be able to achieve and do. Yes. We are going to get everybody, by the end of this podcast, their first handstand push-up. <laughs> Done. Promised. Magic pills and we're going to do it in under everybody. an hour and a half. No, probably under an hour. Please. Or probably uh, under 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, there we go. Although my teenagers might be happy if we go longer. Oh, yeah. You got the teenagers coming. So. All right. So, as usual, there's some foundational stuff. There might be a progression. There might be a road with a fork in it. <laughs> there's a whole bunch. <laughs> so, first, what is a handstand push-up? Yeah, handstand push-up is where... You go to a wall. You can do these freestanding. Yeah. I would not or recommend on some it. Yeah. Um, simplest version. You go to a wall. You take your head to level with your hands. And I say those words very specifically because a lot of times you want a pad there, not just hard floor or um, I've seen it done on tile, hardwood. I've seen it done on a lot of different things. But basically you want some type of padded structure to rest your head on and then return to a fully locked out position of the elbows, not really locked out shoulder, but extended shoulder, hips, and knees. So it's a vertical push-up. Exactly. Got it. Take your strict press and flip it upside down. Upside down. With the wall assisting you. Yes. And that's what you want to see there. And so that range of motion is from the top of your head all the way back up to lock out. So with your, your arms. Yeah. Yes. So your hands cannot be below the top of your head. Yes, below the top of your head. So if you use one ab mat, technically speaking, you are not doing a full range of motion handstand. Yeah, you got to throw something under your hands to even it out. Yeah, yes. just make it an even an even space. Yeah. yeah, and so that's that's important. And there. we do recommend if you are, especially if you're learning, to use something padded under your head. There is a nice trifold gymnastics pad in the gym if you need to learn and practice. And we have all those pads from our days out in the yard mm -hmm. too. Yeah. There's all sorts Lots of, of stuff. pads. Lots of stuff. Okay. Um. So that's a handstand push-up. Very, very simple. So where do we want to go from there, Robin? Um, let's talk about uh, some some prerequisites. I was just talking about this in the gym earlier. Like the you have the college degree, right? And you have your mm -hmm. undergraduate work. And you have your your what do you what do they call it when they're oh, shoot I'm blanking. It's been a while. You have your your kind of two digit numbered classes, and then you have your three digit numbered. Classes. Oh, are you talking? So I think what Robin's describing is your college system where you have your 100 level classes, yes. your 200 level yeah. classes, and blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way up to probably 400 or 500 level. Yeah. Um, I would even argue you could throw in there an associate's degree and you could throw in a GED like that. Yes. And for some of us, we need our kindergarten diploma as well. Right. But, but <laughs> in college, in order to, uh, you know, sign up for certain classes, you need some prerequisites. Of course. So what I'd like to start with was what are some prerequisites that we recommend before starting to work on a handstand push-up? Got it. And cool. then we can continue to talk about building those and why we require them and all that stuff. Okay. So 
I'm going to, I'm going to start with movements Yep. before I go down like positionals and strengths and like things like okay. that. Does that make sense? Because I think some of those, you could have these movements and not have the other things that will hold you back from doing your handstand. So we're talking about a metaphor would be, we like you to have perhaps five to 10 strict pull-ups before we're, we're going to move you up to the skill of kipping pull-ups. Exactly. Something like that. Exactly. Okay. And then along those lines, we wouldn't move you into the kipping pull-up if you can't get your hands past your head. Okay. Like you can't go into the arch. So let's talk about mobility. No, no, no. Let's go back to, you got to have the strict pieces first. Oh. So, so first things first, before you start down this path of getting towards a handstand push-up. Right. I think you got to have some level of strict push-up. Yeah. And some level of strict dip. Okay, push-ups and dips. Yep. Now, we talked about, we did a podcast on push-ups. Did we get a podcast on, did we do one on dips? We have not done one on dips. Okay. But you could take what we're going to talk in this podcast, and you could take what we're talking in the push-up podcast, mm -hmm. and also you could take what we talked in the pull-up podcast, mm -hmm. and apply all those things together, and work dips. Okay. And I'm not talking ring dips, although I think you should have ring dips, because if you can do ring dips, you're probably closer to doing handstand push-ups. And if you have a handstand push-up, you should be able to do a ring dip, <laughs> I would argue. Um... Anyway, I think, and this could be a debate, and I don't have a scientific number for this, but I think you need probably 10 strict push-ups, mm -hmm. and I would say you need 5 to 10 strict dips on the matador. Right. So you're basically talking about pushing strength. Exactly. Okay. In comparison to your body. Yes. Of course, if you have a body weight strict press, you probably can do it. You're probably <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, also, come see us and let us know who you are. Yes. <laughs> Because um, I have lots of questions for you. Yes. Okay. So those are some prerequisites. And we'll talk that when we get to the strength portion of this. But now let's get to what you asked about. Yes. Mobility. Um, and so first and foremost, this is where it's super important that you have a good overhead position. Yes. Because? Because if you can't get into a good overhead position... You will not be able to get into a good upside down position and then a good handstand in position. In addition, you should not be loading poor position. You are in for a world <laughs> of hurt. And I mean literally hurt. Yes. If you load bad positions. It's really important. This piece is really important. So listen up. So from all you people who fear high volume deadlifts, it's not the deadlift position. It's the deviation of. Yes. And so if you can't get in a good overhead position, you are deviating. Yes. Which means you're... In trouble. You're putting yourself and and putting yourself in a poor position with a, a band or a dowel is is fine. And that we're trying to find if we're trying to find good position, you're pretty low risk there. Yeah. Putting your entire body weight on poor position is un, is ill advised. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and and that's important to kind of think through and 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 use. Um, wonderful. So. How do we check off that overhead position? The first thing I'll tell everybody is if you're bored and have five to 10 minutes, I actually did a video of this in the pandemic on fixing your overhead position with awkward objects. That was good. So, so one, I'll link that, but also go watch it because that might help you figure out, oh, this is visually what Ben is talking about with overhead position and I can go use that. Second, um, we want to be able to see you take your hands above your head with fully extended or locked out arms and a hollow or straight body position. Is that making sense, Robin? Yes. Okay. So basically, I don't want to see your ribs flared, your back arched, your hands in front of your head or your ears. 
or anything like that. Now there are some little cheats we can do. You don't have to have your hands inside of your shoulders. Um, you can have them out in a little bit of a Y if that helps. Some things like that. There are some times in which you can get away with um, having a little bit of a rib cage flare. But again, if you have that rib cage flare, you're gonna have inefficiencies on moving the force from your shoulders through your body or the quarter extremity principles we always talk about. So where we generate our force from and then be able to extend our force through. So keep that in mind when we're looking at how mobile you are in your overhead position. Okay. And one of the simplest ways to actually see if you can do this or what position that looks like, take a picture of you hanging on a pull-up bar because most people get in the right overhead position when they're hanging on a pull-up bar. Yep. <laughs> so if it doesn't look like that, where gravity is assisting you into that position, you're probably not in the right position. Correct. Cool. I, and there's all sorts of exercises we can do for that, like thinking dowel pass-throughs, um, weighted pass-throughs, pullovers, other things to create shoulder flexion. We've talked this in mobility podcasts, so go listen to those. Yep. Um, and we can talk other pieces and parts that will help you with that. Okay. The tricky piece comes into now I have flipped you upside down. And we'll talk that later, but there's some awarenesses that go into that. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Um, before we go there. Okay. I think this is, this is going to lead into that. Okay. I want to go back to that hollow position and that rib cage position. Okay. If you don't have a good hollow and you don't have control of your rib cage, that will actually make handstand push-ups incredibly hard. And? Dangerous. Yeah. Like, um, it's one of the reasons why some people get back pain when they push press, mm -hmm. because they don't control that rib cage and arch through those. So uh, you don't want to be a Superman or a banana. Exactly. You want to be a shallow postable. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that will actually make you stronger to handstand push-up. So if you're trying to get your first, you're gonna wanna be in those positions and yep. make that work. Um, and it's really, really important when you start to look at those pieces and parts. Um, cool. Cool. I think that we could talk mobility way longer, but go listen to those other podcasts yeah, on that. Because sure. we'll talk the details better. Yep. Awesome. What did I write next on our Upside down awareness. Um, and then just to go back to your position, of the hollow sometimes and you can you might want to talk about this but when you're upside down sometimes in out make a c make a hollow make an arch all of that is really hard to do when you're upside down for some of us yeah so i always just say squeeze everything and push up to the sky yeah and then you will automatically hollow out because you're squeezing and then you're making yourself as long and tall you're trying to push your toes up to the ceiling you will hollow out so just think up and that'll help a little bit and if you want to feel better about yourself that you can't do that upside down, first, go give Ben a high five. And mm -hmm. yes, I'm using my name in the third mm -hmm. person because I, I, I struggle with this one massively. Banana Ben. Banana Ben. Yeah. Um, two, go watch last year's CrossFit Games. Um, when Boz brought back wall-facing handstand push-ups mm -hmm. and all of the games athletes who had their feelings hurt because they hadn't been training in that manner and way with handstand push-ups, and then couldn't hold that ab position that then made them which suck is a, Which I don't know if you were going to go into that as a way to get comfortable upside down. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I was leading towards. Yeah, is, go. Is, is sometimes, well, first and foremost, like 
you have to get comfortable, so you have to spend time upside down. Yep. So spend time in a handstand. And that doesn't mean for you you people that are just starting out, that doesn't actually mean fully vertical. Nope. That means something where your feet are higher than your head, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of get comfortable halfway. If you're doing, for instance, a wall walk, I think we all know what that is based on the last few years, but um, walk partly up, walk to where you are comfortable and hang out there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be belly and nose to the wall because that can be a little intimidating. The other thing I'm going to recommend is if you do want to go up a little farther past your comfort zone, just have someone stand there in front of you so that just in case you fall, there's someone right there to catch you. Yep. And you can use a pad too. Yes. And you can always use a pad. And a helmet. Helmets are always allowed. Sometimes you have someone's arm there. It's just mentally, it's just a comfort. But make sure they're paying attention. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I know for most people in the gym, we've walked you through the progression on how to do some of this on a box. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you don't even have to go to the wall and you, you want to make sure like half your body weight's on you, that's how you can play with upside down. Yeah. Remember when putting doing box work, hands go first, then feet. Yes. Again, safety, safety. And if you have sensitive knees, um, get a yoga mat Yeah. for your sensitive yeah, knees. Yeah, and they're nice and sticky so you don't slide around either. That too. Yeah, I like those. Um, the other thing I love before I go back to the wall on the handstand push-ups and getting comfortable upside down is our favorite animal crawl the bear the bear crawl the bear crawl is you kind of upside down because it's not that scary though i know but unless you have to do 12 of them yes but (laughs) it gets you much stronger on controlling your arms and your hands it gets you much better at feeling your hands weight in your hands walking across the floor yeah like it, it will suck but it's a great way to build the skill of the handstand and all of that in that so it can get you more comfortable upside down if you're nervous about the other things. The other thing, I was told this once, and I love this. I've given this to other people. Um, cartwheels. Mm-hmm. Even if they're just like kind of side awkward cartwheels, uh, try a couple. It'll get you over that fear really fast. Every time I see handstand walks, bear crawls, wall walks, and there's time in class, I force people to do cartwheels. Ugh. And I don't let anybody out of it. <laughs> and all I ask is that you put both hands on the ground and both feet come off the ground yeah. when your hands are on the ground. <laughs> and it can be almost a onesie, twosie, I blinked and missed it with your feet off the Will ground. Will you videotape that next time you do that? It would entertain me very much. Oh, I, yeah. Just watch my warm-ups. <laughs> I make everybody do it. And I'm actually pretty good at car wheels, so it always surprises people. They're like, wait, <laughs> why is he good at car wheels? I'm, I have no idea. I just... I, I lack that brain response of, oh, that's going to fall on my girl hand. In another life. No, no, <laughs> just dumb, dumb teenage boy still that, oh, that, is, that. isn't worried about smashing his head. Everybody's going to want you to do a cartwheel that listens to this. So get ready. I, I will do it, but All you right. have to do them with me, so just be ready for uh, that. Okay. Um, so, but back to the wall. First things first, make sure you can do the wall facing. So yes. wall walk up and get in that position. Yeah. You can learn to cartwheel into that position. Yeah. I, I practice it because I get lazy with wall walking and do the other one. Um, and then see how you can line things up, tuck things in, and all of that. Yeah. That is a super old school, really good um, progression for the handstand push-up. Yeah, and it blocks you from doing the banana or the arch. Mm-hmm. It will also help you figure out where to put your head at the bottom of the handstand push-up, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But a lot of people get themselves in trouble and present ability for injury when they align their head and their hands together. So your neck and your traps do all the work instead of your pushing muscles. Yeah. 
Okay, so once you've got that facing the wall, flip it around. And then try and repeat all of the good things you did facing the wall. Yes. And and a proper upside down position is shoulders, um, wrists, what is it, hips, knees, ankles, all in a line. Exactly. It was very funny because Rob and I both just finished the CrossFit Games judges course. I remember they had an example of this young lady. I don't even know what to call them, but where the person flips their hips towards the wall so it's like their banana broken in they half they had the super arch and it was like their butt was rubbing up and down the wall exactly and their legs were straight up on the wall legs were up <laughs> but the butt was like <laughs> yeah and then the rest of their body was away from the wall i'm like i don't even know if i have the hip mobility or oh, no, spinal no. mobility to do this it looked painful yes anyway that that's not what we want to see and really really work on that yeah your butt shouldn't be on the wall anyway when you kick up when you kick up yes okay um, Cool. Strength. Got it. So you got to get your pushing stronger. And this goes back to our previous conversation of do you have the requisite number of push-ups and do you have the requisite number of dips? Um, and uh, bonus points for body weight strict press. Body weight strict press, yes. <laughs> um, I don't have a good number on the strict press, to be honest. Yeah. I I've seen it done where people have obnoxious strict presses and can't flip upside down i've seen it done where i'm like you have no you have under 100 pounds strict press but you can do strict handstand push-ups what is going on here well i think it's our our next line item kind of plays in there but go yeah. ahead yeah yeah and and so there's all sorts of little things that play into that game um so you need to think of how strong you are pushing vertically and how strong you are pushing horizontally and then i'll add in there for extra credit how strong you are pulling in both of those directions too. Mm-hmm. Because if you can pull well in both of those directions, usually you can push well in both of those directions. Yeah. Um, so easy, simple ways to do that. Dumbbell presses, push-ups, carries, barbell presses. Um, let's say pike push-ups or box handstand push-ups. Now again, if you don't have a regular push-up, be careful of adding those other harder push-ups because you're going to build bad habits trying to... Um, your, your body will compensate. And you'll, exactly. And you won't be in the proper range of motion, um, motor pattern for this movement. And you could, you're really exposing yourself to hurts. The it, hurts. What it, it's where when I'm trying to help someone get their first pull-up, I will close my eyes and say, kick, scream, Throw your legs all over the place to get your chin over the bar the first time. Right. I don't care. And then once we start doing that, then I'm like, nope, now everything's got to get locked in, strict, yeah. no kicky, all Or of you'll that. just always have that one, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll start trying to kip your pull-ups, and all of a sudden you'll come to me with, why does my shoulder feel like it's detached? Yeah, slapped your pull-ups. Yeah. There's, some, um, there's one I, we kind of skipped, but I like for strength and upside down, um, the around the world on the box. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. And that's where... Um, it's humbling. Yes. And it's where I, I talked the bear crawl yeah. earlier. It, the bear crawl is the easier version of yes. that. And then you do that and you're like, why am I dizzy? Yeah. And you've gone around the world a couple of times. But that one is super good for getting control and understanding on your hands. Yeah. Um, another great one on the box and on the wall. Um, and Robin will talk this later when she talks the fork in the road. <laughs> uh, what is that? Red herring? No. Um... What's the novel term where you say something 
that's coming at camera. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, that one. Um, she'll talk about that later. Anyway, so the other one I like on the box and on the wall is controlled shoulder taps. Oh, those are hard. Those <laughs> well, are hard in a plank. I was gonna say, people. watching most of us yes. do them in a plank, yeah. where I see more of your hips moving than your arms moving. Yeah, um, but all of that translates to the stability and strength of that vertical push. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and so here's the thing I'll tell you. So once you have your five to ten strict push-ups, your five to ten strict dips, then start looking at five to ten strict pike push-ups and this is really key they have to be an actual pike not just a butt in the air <laughs> um, a foot foot raised push-up kind of thing yeah but i'm not even getting onto the box where you raise the feet yet i watched some pike push-ups oh from the floor lately and i'm just like no you just took your regular push-up and made it an ass in <laughs> the air push-up <laughs> um and the biggest key to all of these is continue to have the same pressing mechanics that you have in your strict press. Yeah. So if you cannot see your hands on the floor, you're in the wrong position. Yeah. Um, now, maybe can you get by and, and make that work for a while and maybe get your first handstand push-up with it? Yes. I even know coaches who teach that. But I promise you, you are going to come to us and go, why does my neck hurt? Why does my shoulder hurt? Why does my elbow hurt? And it will be because you've just used your trap and your neck muscles yeah, to support careful. you. Have us watch you, especially if you're just learning these pike positions. Because it's, again, once you go even a little bit vertical, you lose, you don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I've tried to push people's hips over their shoulders and they're like, really? It's like, <laughs> yes, you don't know. It's it's a very extreme position and it's, and it's a tough one. Yeah. And so your body will try to compensate and figure out easier ways to position. But that's kind of beside the point of what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's just a road that leads to disappointment. And it pike push-ups are easy for you. You probably already have handstand push-ups, FYI. Well, they're hard. I would say also like, or you're not doing them right. Yeah. Like I, I've, I yeah. watched a lot of people like, oh, these are really easy. And I'm like, well, that's just, what I meant. You're like, just doing you're like, do, a, you're not getting it near the, um, yeah. And so, so once you have those pike five to 10 mm -hmm. solidly, and I mean like hands close, let I'm going to go for me. I think my hands are about two feet away from my toes. So not many people are taller in the gym than me. I know that some of you are. But if you're thinking about that and you're like, well, I got like three or four feet on my pike. It's like, nope, you're not there. Yeah. Um, then go to knees on a box. Um, so we're, again, adding body weight. Um, and then go to toes on a box. Yep. And again... The whole time, your hips have to be over top of your torso. Yeah, either put a video on yourself or have someone look at you and, and make sure you're in the right position. Because it's exactly. hard to feel. It's hard to feel. Once you feel it once or twice, you'll get it. But mm -hmm. yeah, just the first few times. And, and it will break down. And it will change. So and I'm, I'm going to tell you, most likely, if you don't have strict push-ups from the ground, you probably don't have a proper box, toes on box, maybe knees on box, but probably not even that. Properly. So if you're like knocking those box push handstand push-ups out and you don't even have a push-up yet, you might want to have someone check that for you. I'm going to bet. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Nope. No um, judgment. It's just we want you to do things that further your goals, not just waste your time. Well, this is from me who I have had more life struggles with handstand push-ups than anybody because I wanted to be really good at the fitness and the crossfitting and 
every open workout that came up broke my soul because I would get to the handstand push-up so fast and then just stand there and pray and and feel like an idiot over and over again and then do strict handstand push-ups workouts and just get demolished. The and, thing with the what you're talking about in the open too is I've been doing this many years and so have you. The standards keep getting str- str- more and more strident for mm-hmm. this movement. In per- for a lot of them, but for this one in particular, they keep making it harder and harder. So you actually have to have this requisite strength and skill or you're going to get your butt handed to you. Yeah. And, and this is all from my experience of like, oh, this is why I suck at them. And this has actually made my life harder because I didn't learn the fundamentals in the beginning. And I cheated steps. And so... I'm trying to tell y'all, learn the lessons for me and don't don't <laughs> suffer the consequences like I'm trying to rebuild mine now. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Once you have the poor motor pattern, then you have to go back, undo that, and then start all over again. Exactly. So, don't do it. And it's just a longer, harder, more terrible road. Um, so. Okay. So we did position with mobility. We did upside down awareness, positioning, and then strength. And now we're on to the secret sauce. The skill. Yes. Yeah. So... This is where I always go back to any movement in the gym is skill-based because I have seen the strongest in the people in the world not be able to squat properly. I've seen really uncoordinated people not be able to squat properly, even though they have all the requisite ranges of motion and things like that. So this is where you're going to have to learn the skill of how to keep the right things engaged at the right time push against the right things at the right time, figure out where actual range of motion is um, through all these pieces and parts to get good at your handstand push-up, which is really, really, really tricky. Um, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it fails miserably. So little bits and pieces here. First, work that strict component. So that's where you're doing them on the box in some form or fashion, and then also you're doing things like negatives mm-hmm. where you lower yourself down to a pad and then just fall off the wall. Yep. Um, the other thing I like is this is where we can start to use maybe a slightly shortened range of motion. And this is where maybe we just use one ab mat. This is why I let people use one ab mat, even though it is basically an above parallel squat. <laughs> yeah. For lack of terms. Um, but it's super important that you don't go up to three ab mats, four ab mats, and, or whatever crazy thing I've seen well, lately. Flip, flip it over. Uh, and, uh, let's go pull up. Yeah. You know, like how many of us are doing little mini pull-ups, right? Yeah. And then again, back to the negative in the, and then related to the pull-up, make sure, again, someone's got eyeballs on you when you start doing negatives because you've got to do them right or you're just going to get the wrong thing strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be careful with that. And then the other thing there with the ab mats is if you put four ab mats on top of each other, they're very unstable. Yeah, don't do that. So, or even if you put three or even two, so you go onto an unstable surface where you're unstable. Now I'm explaining to your significant other why your nose is broken because you fell on your face yes, because safe, the ab mat sli- slipped out from under it. You're like, this would never happen, Ben. And yeah. I go, yeah, but it has. And, <laughs> and worse, worse than that danger is the danger of only being strong in a short range of motion. Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not Don't worth do it. it. Um, and it's not going to count. Yeah. No mini push-ups, no mini pull-ups, no mini handstand push-ups, no mini anything. Yep. Don't mini it. 
especially when it comes to like handstand push-ups, no matter how much you love them, how cool they are, they don't necessarily correlate to the rest of life. So I'm like, no, you don't need to do those in a shortened range of motion. Do, party trick. If you can do a strict press in a full range of motion, then we definitely don't need to do a handstand push-up in a shortened range of motion. So keep that in mind. Um, okay. Once you have the requisite skill component of the strict handstand push-ups, maybe you can do one. Maybe you can do two or three. Maybe you can even do five. Then figure out the kipping portion. Mm-hmm. And this is where life gets a little tricky and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so this is where, in the same manner in which you use the hip pop with your cleans and snatches and with your toes-to-bar and pull-ups, you have to learn the hip pop to do keeping handstand push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ask me two minutes before we are about to start a workout to teach you that, I will look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> And I don't mean this rudely. I just mean there's no way I'm good enough to teach you that. Yeah, it's it's a skill that takes a little time. So we'll exactly, give us the time. You know, we would love to work on that with you. Yeah. Once you have the requisite strength. And 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 usually I know who has that strength, and I'm like, no problem. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and this is where again it's going to come down to how you position yourself against the wall, how you position your knees, in a certain pattern way, and how do you utilize that pop of your hip. So kind of thinking, how do I turn my push press upside down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get two kipping handstand push-ups. Yep. Did I get everything there? Well, I did want to add my little fork in the right yes. thing. Yes, let's go to it. Yeah, so we really want to once again, well, me and Ben, I think too, really want to again emphasize, please get your nice strict push-ups and dips before you start going trying to do um, even negatives or maybe even box push-ups. Get your pikes, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, do your seated dumbbell presses when these come up in class. Like build that strength so that you can safely play with this. However, if you really do want to get upside down and play because it's really fun, I would recommend um, all of the same building blocks but you if you work on the still handstand where you're just in the air trying to balance or against a wall trying to balance you can load that tissue because you're not moving under load does that make sense Mm -hmm. right so you're just trying to hold a position like holding two very heavy dumbbells overhead and trying to stabilize them is a lot safer than doing really really heavy push jerks for instance it's just taking all this, the speed, dynamic, ballisticness out of it and thus lowering the risk. So if you really want to practice some handstand work, I would recommend trying to do some freestanding balancing or in there's many steps to that um, as opposed to moving around under load that you're not ready for. Yeah. And I'll add, if you want to get better at handstand push-ups, the better you can do a freestanding handstand you'll get better. Oh, heck yeah. And then also, you'll look cooler on the Instagrams for your party tricks of being able to just pop up and hold a handstand. Yes. Also, I would argue that proprioception, body control, and all of those pieces and parts translate more into the cool things of life 
through a handstand than a handstand push-up. Absolutely. (laughs) Knowing where you are in space and able to hold it upside down is going to transfer to a lot of different movements you do in and out of the gym. It's a greatly worth your time. And again, it's not going to, the risk is very low. The reward is very high. Exactly. Um, You know, obviously make sure that you take the steps and you have proper spotters and all of that stuff. Um, Great thing to work on in your one-on-one. Super fun. Um, You get a lot out of it. So I would highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, continue your dream of a handstand push-up while you're working on your strict push-ups and and that kind of thing. But if you want to get upside down, a safer way to do it. Yep. Okay. Robin, what are two things you would give somebody to do daily to get better at handstand push-ups? I'm I'm just going to take the low-hanging fruit and say push-ups. Yep. <laughs> Good. I like that one. You guys can do push-ups every day. Yep. Um, and I guess I think an overhead carry. I don't know if you want to do that every day. Why not? I mean, when I work cleaning up the gym, sometimes I just carry all the stuff around over my head while I'm putting it away. I, you know? I don't have a problem with a daily overhead carry. Hollow, oh. hollow rocks. Yeah. yeah. Hollow rocks, hollow holds, plank holds, that kind of stuff. So push-ups, overhead carries, hollow rocks, hollow holds. I'm going to add in there um, some type of vertical pressing. Maybe yeah. you don't do that daily, but yeah. I would do some type of seated dumbbell pressing. Single arm, yeah. dumbbell. That's why we put them in workouts all the time because they actually get you way closer to building that strength for the handstand push-up. Um, I would do pull-ups and bar hangs because mm-hmm. those are going to make your shoulders stronger. They're going to teach you how to control your abs and all of that. Um, what other daily things? I would spend the simplest one, I would say, and this is one you can definitely do every day, spend five minutes on your hands. Like in a bear crawl, in a plank, in a handstand hold in some type of thing where your weight weight is on your hands be careful with that though i mean keep that i mean i have had people like i practice my handstands every day and now my shoulder is killing me so you are you know be careful to skip around from different ways of putting weight on your hands if you're going to do it exactly and that's one of those things like is it a red light green light yellow light day like, oh, it's a red day. Okay, my hands are going to be on the ground, and I'm just going to do some nice wrist stretches here. Yep. And guess what? That's going to open up your forearms, open you up are. your shoulders, make everything feel better. You know, it's it's stuff like that. I'm going to do five yoga push-ups. And each one of them is going to take me a minute long, and that's going to be my five minutes. And if you see handstand push-ups in the workouts, and you will, remember, that's like seeing a muscle-up in a workout. And if you don't have the, the end-of-the-road movement, Know what you're trying to get to and, and use that time, right? Mm-hmm. And don't skip steps, you guys. Don't skip steps. Well, Robin said something earlier that triggered this in my brain. The handstand push-up is like the 300-pound push jerk for most of us. There are some of us who can do those in the gym. Um, so you wouldn't just go, well, I got a 100-pound push jerk. Let's just jump to 300 pounds today. <laughs> you, you guys tell me I'm making you go too heavy all the time. So so remember that when it comes to the handstand push-up. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. Because um, no, I'm not correlating it to your body weight, and nor am I saying anybody weighs 300 pounds. Um, but if you think about that analogy, you'll start to go, oh, this is what's missing. And this is why I can't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Get your, oh, I wish I could remember the term for the, undergraduate graduate let's just say that that's not the one but those prerequisites right 
those prerequisites. I think you have them in high school, too. You can't take, like, the advanced math if you haven't taken the beginner's math. Yeah, or whatever, they're, yeah. They're prereqs. They build on each other. Core curriculum, you yeah. know? Like, so take do your fundamentals, guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Take your one-on-one classes. Like, and I promise you, even if you do have handstand push-ups, if you go back to the fundamentals, you will get better handstand push-ups. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this because he already knows this. Uh, Mr. Shining Star, Mr. Michael. Oh, everybody's favorite. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, he struggled this week with the muscle-ups. And it's because him and I have talked about it. We need to go back to the basics of his muscle-up. And we were both frustrated. We were like, damn it, we missed the time to do this. Because he was so tired from the workout, he couldn't get away with his kind of some missing pieces in his technique. See, guys, even Michael has to work on his gymnastics. Yes. And it, it was very obvious. And he was like, oh, I'm so frustrated. And he didn't, he wasn't mad. He was just like, I see it now. I, he was like, I felt it. And he knew it before. We just, him and I just didn't have time. Yeah. Um, That's what, one part of the fun of what we're doing, though. It is frustrating, but it's so good to know there's no end. Yeah. There's no end can be, yes, very futile and frustrating. But it's also pretty cool. Like, you can just keep getting better and better and better. Or the other one is you can keep getting older and older and older and not getting worse. <laughs> like, y'all keep going, oh, I, I got a PR, I got a PR. I'm like, I'm like, hold on. Did you get older and not get worse this year? Yeah. I think I think all of us, if you stopped right where you are right now and got 30 years older but could still do everything you do right now, I think most of us would be pretty darn happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, of course, there's some things like I got it. But I think for the most part... If you're beating time, we're doing well. Yeah. So, I think that's yeah, a good... You guys should have seen Joe P. knocking out dips the other day. I was like, yeah, Joe, still got it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, take those daily activities, play around with them. If you haven't scheduled a one-on-one to do handstand push-up stuff, schedule it. Yeah. We'll, we'll gladly walk you through it. We'll gladly assess what's wrong and give you the shortcuts to getting it there. Of course, it'll take work. Of course, you'll need to practice, but I bet with someone else's eyes, you'll be able to get there much quicker. Yeah. Think this is that someone can give me the recipe instead of me making up the recipe for the chocolate cake. Mm, chocolate cake. Exactly. So everybody can have their cake and eat it too now. Aww. Look at that. Um, yeah, I'm rambling and I don't think I have anything else. No. <laughs> have I covered everything? You have. It's good. You got teenagers to coach. I do. I do. Yeah. Can, I, can I stay? Can I hide? No, you cannot. I have, I'm waiting for you. They are very... Young minds are ready to be molded. We'll see yes. how disgruntled they are they today. They are going to be great. They're going to tell me it's cold and windy. It guaranteed. is cold and windy. <laughs> it is crazy. We're watching this wind, you guys. That's pretty insane. Yes. Um, but you got your fit aid. You're, you're going to be fine. I, 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 what is that called? Golfer aid. Golfer aid? Yes. Oh. This is fit aid's um, non-caffeinated um, performance drink do we sell that no oh. this is my little extra oh that the gym doesn't pay for is that but your I secret stash no it's my uh, convenience store at home mm. and only my significant other will get that inside joke mm. or anyone who's heard my significant other complain about my <laughs> drink habit so okay well enjoy that golfer aid it's all gone now i need to go uh, drink water okay darn um but yes if you have a question about handstand push-ups or any gymnastics movement or getting any other movement um, one, comment on the podcast. Let us know what movement we should do next. Yeah. Two, schedule your one-on-one with Ben, Robin, or Steph. Yeah. You have multiple options to figure out who you want to work with. And if you don't like any of us, 
let me know and I will find another person to work with you. <laughs> For sure. Um, and that I will not take offense to it. No. So, all right. Have fun, gang. Take care and enjoy getting your first handstand push-up. Sure.